Hello and welcome to your GG replay for Friday, December 31st, 2021. New Year's Eve. This is GG Replay, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show where we break down the latest in gaming news hosted by us, the Goodnight Grooves, a place for games and a place for goofs. You know, we're workshopping the slogan here. Maybe 2022 will get it. May all acquaintance be forgot and the slogan never brought to mind. My name is Paul and I am, br- I am brought to you by, I am uh, joined by, brought to you by Matt. I am joined by Matt today on this fantastic New Year's Eve. Let's throw another year that can just go in the trash right <laughs> let's start fresh yeah paul no i didn't bring you into this world as much as you you might actually think that i'm not the one you're always just tell you're always telling me you could take me out you always yeah. say I, I brought you into this world i could take you out so i just assume i, I do say that a lot yeah um, <laughs> it's kind of your catchphrase no i'm 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 on the up and up so hopefully i'll start 2022 a little bit better than the way i ended it um if you've been listening to the shows you'll know the the whole Matt being sick saga and how tested <laughs> negative for COVID, yet everyone at work has tested positive. So it pretty clearly at this point it, it has been COVID. So I'm past like all the fevery stuff and all the body aches and all that. Now it's just like my sinuses are are all stuffed up and there's a lot of pressure and but I'm getting over it. It today is better than it was yesterday. I I had a really tough time going to sleep last night because laying down, uh, I'm like, I can't breathe through my nose. And if yeah. I breathe through my mouth all night, my throat's gonna be sore in the morning. So uh-huh. I managed it. I don't know how, but I am doing better today, even though I still sound like I have like a bunch of cotton balls in my head. Uh, so <laughs> we're we're getting better. We're getting better, Paul. Well, I'm, we're very proud of you here for uh, for getting over the hump here and, and getting getting through it. And hopefully, yeah, by the end of this, you'll have a, it's good. This is good timing too, because you know you already you have the weekend, long weekend here a little bit, and then also you know you had some time. So this is like a nice lead up here, and by Monday, hopefully, you'll be right as rain and, and back to normal, which will be good, or you know mostly, which is good. Yeah, here. yeah, and not contagious, which is important. So good yes. stuff. We love to see it. Uh, so yeah, that's happening for you. I, you know, I'd say uh, 2021, kind of a shit show of a year in most respects, but you know, positive, you know, credit where credit's due. Uh, we started the groups in 2021. And yeah. so, you know, this will always be an important year for that factor, but I'm, I'm really excited for 2022 groups moving forward. I think uh, it's going to be a, an even better year by, by orders of magnitude than our first year. I agree. 2022 is going to be a big year for us. I know it. I'm excited about it. We have, you know, we, we've had a bunch of growth as far as people listening to the podcast stuff. We've shift, you have shifted a around. Is that part <laughs> I, of COVID or? No, I, I don't have a oh. growth. Oh, okay. uh, but, but GG, Goodnight Groups does have a growth. A <laughs> good Goodnight <one>. Growths. <laughs> yeah. So the, the podcast listenership has been growing steadily. The, the YouTube stuff, we've reshuffled that around a little bit. We've started Southern Fried Groups in the last couple of months. So things are going well. Tell your friends to check us out and, uh, and we'll build a good community from there. Excellent. Love to hear it. Uh, small little thing just to let everyone know. Uh, hyped solely by me, not by Matt. <laughs> the Sonic stream will not happen uh, tonight. It's not going to happen. It, it probably won't happen this weekend. Matt, you're not feeling well still, as you said. So that's going to be pushed. So Matt having to stream a Sonic game. Uh, keep in mind, I just want everyone to remember, Matt is streaming the Sonic game on Twitch, twitch.tv slash goodnightgroups as a punishment because he got the least amount of correct guesses uh, for game of the year or game award nominations. So, uh, or Game Award, Game Award wins, sorry. So yeah. This, this is the punishment stream. Yeah, this really just comes down to the fact that I, I can talk like 
for the next 30 minutes like we're doing on the show but for me to carry a stream for like three or four hours there's no way i could do that yeah i'll just destroy my throat for the next day so <laughs> Uh, next, let's look toward next weekend and, and hopefully we can do it then, but we'll keep you guys abreast of the situation. Absolutely. I like how you're wearing a shirt that has Turkey related stuff on it. And you said abreast of the situation. And yeah. I, I just noticed the shirt as you said that. So <laughs> uh, for me, that was very funny, uh, for everyone else. I'm explaining a joke they never even heard. All right, <laughs> let's get into the show. It's going to be a little bit different today. Not a lot of news. We'll talk about a little bit of news, and then we'll look forward to the year a little bit, talk about some of the games we're looking forward to in 2022. So just before we get started, I just want to remind everyone that if you come across any necessary corrections in today's episode or any comments you want to send us, send them over to ggreplayshow at gmail.com so we can address those things in the next episode. Now, Matt, couple couple quick little uh, news things here. Nothing crazy, mostly some some things to look forward to and some things that happen. First off, some some VR developers, uh, this is put together by Upload VR, uh, shared news of record player and sales numbers on Christmas. Uh, Oculus app jumped to number one on the Apple App Store, which is, ah, that's pretty incredible uh, to, I, I would not imagine, but it's so, it's, well, okay, we'll move on. Uh, no, let's talk about Oculus for a sec. Forget yeah. it. You know what? Let's not move on. Let's talk about it. A ton of people must have gotten Oculuses, Oculi, and I feel like that's pretty cool because, and I think it makes sense because Meta or Facebook or whatever has put a lot of marketing into it. They've made it a standalone device. They made it super, you know, super easy to pick up. The price is low, especially when you look at other VR stuff. You don't have to like have a PC. I think... But I mean, you think you hear all that stuff, right? It's like the Steam Deck and it's like, well, it sounds like a great item. But until you actually see the numbers, it's actually kind of it's shocking to see that it really did hit it out of the park, I feel like. Yeah, this is a big deal. I mean, it topped like TikTok, Snapchat, all that kind yeah. of stuff. I remember back in the day when it wasn't the situation where literally everyone had an iPhone. What you would see after right after Christmas was all the like basic apps that everyone had all of a sudden yeah. jumped way up to the top above anything that had just been trending. So like Facebook was back at the top. Instagram was back at the top uh, just because everyone had just got an iPhone and they were downloading all those apps. But now now that everyone has it, I feel like this is more indicative, not of like people now getting iPhones, but the fact getting that iPhones, the Oculus yeah. app is number one. That's indicative directly of the fact that VR just grew like crazy over Christmas. Yeah, that that's so cool to see. And I mean, listen, like I understand that not everyone likes, you know, meta for making everything exclusive. And I, I understand people don't love, you know, the Oculus setup, you know, maybe necessarily being like a standalone. You know, you want your PC, you want your pushing VR forward. But I think pushing VR forward, part of that is about getting it in consumer hands and making it something that's a, a trend that people understand, that people know that people, you know, the lame like the lay person can can understand what it is and, and have, have had experience with it. I know a lot of people like myself, I barely had experience with VR. I've tried some out that it, like when I worked at a store, I tried one out that was like a demo. That's like I've done very little VR. Um, but, you know, I think having like ones that are a couple hundred bucks, that's going to change that. And I also think like, yeah, the, the paying for that exclusivity and that stuff like that, having like something like Resident Evil 4 remade on there in first person, you know, I think that's going to push to having killer apps. And I think we don't have a lot of those killer games yet right now for VR uh, quite yet. And the few that are like Half-Life Half -Life Alex you know, you need an index, you need to have like yeah, a PC that's capable of everything. Or you don't need an index, but it's it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's quite a palaver. I have to imagine that this year, a lot of people who just aren't techie at all because of Facebook becoming meta and uh, meta talking about VR 
in a really big way for like the first time. I think a lot of people who probably didn't even really know about the existence of VR or at least didn't know that it existed today in the way that it does probably learned about it for the first time this year. And that's probably what also helped spark that growth um, that yeah. we saw over Christmas. And it's more than gaming, too. I think a lot of it this time is about, especially when we see still lockdowns and, and things like that, and, you know, people being wary of the pandemic and everything else. I think we see a lot of people uh, working from home more. There's definitely more interest in like metaverses, VR spaces. I think we're seeing a lot of people use them or get them just as like a nifty tech gift and not as a gaming gift. And I think that's kind of cool because, you know, before with it, if you had to have a PC that ran things or something, then you, you probably got it for a gamer. But these, I think, are probably being bought for all kinds of different people. And also it's cool because... Uh, you know, I've seen, I've applied to a bunch of jobs recently, actually. I've, I, there's been a handful of them in the long list of applications I've done uh, that have said like, hey, we'll send you VR goggles Wow. Uh, to interface with like your teams around the world and stuff Whoa. like that. And so like there's companies that are already kind of moving to that thing. They were like, we'll send you an Oculus. And that's part of like your, you know, your starting, you know, tech package to get you like connected to the, to the thing. So, you know, I think that stuff is happening more and more. And I think we're going to see you know, more of that as we go forward. So it's, it's, it's really cool. Good for, good for VR. I don't want to say, I mean, good for meta, but like also, you know, fuck who fucking cares. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Rec room also had a million, had 1 million VR players log in on Christmas. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, earlier, earlier this year, they hit a record 1 million players across an entire month. Christmas Day, 1 million. What? That's crazy. Again, indicative of people getting Oculuses, getting other VR setups and logging on Christmas. I really feel like, and maybe it's because of like, you know, tough demand too, or like not tough demand, tough supply with like PS5s, Xbox Series Xs. I think there might be a lot of people who are like, oh, it's here. I can't get the next gen console. So I don't know. I'll get my kid like a VR thing, <laughs> but it's so cool. That's clearly like, feels like the gift this year almost. Good for them, man. Rec Room is one of those cases where they were really early to it. And you you have to worry if they were going to be passed by by someone who just came in and did it better. But they've adapted. And I hope they continue to adapt because it, Rec Room is a really great app. It's just really cool. It's really fun. There's a lot of different stuff that you can do. I Eventually, Paul, if you get VR, we got to play some Rec Room stuff together. It's so much fun. I'd it's a good to. time. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, I would, I've never gotten in there with like actual friends before, but yeah. I think that would, that would be a really, really fun experience. That'd be cool. You know what? Maybe this year I'll look into getting some VR stuff. I, I don't know, but having something standalone like an Oculus does actually interest me. I, I don't, I don't know. I like that a little bit better almost than trying to hook it up to the PC and having all the, the wires. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll think about it, but that's, that's cool. Uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, like you said, I think Rec Room took a little bit, uh, look, they were a little ahead of the time, a little ahead of the curve. And it's cool. They were able to stick around long enough to now reap the popularity of VR kind of finally taking off a bit. You know, they, we had, they eventually, we had to go back to the dumb, dumb factory. And now we've nerned on it a little bit <laughs> and we're ready for ready for VR. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And there are many more examples from here on massive player spikes for all VR games, platforms, not all of them, but up plenty. So, I mean, you can go check this stuff out. This is online on upload VR and uh, it's really, really cool to see VR is clearly the shit this year. And that's so cool because I th this is the first time it's ever really happened. Uh, moving on a little bit, talking about some other cool technology stuff. NVIDIA GeForce will have a special broadcast event on January 4th at 11 a.m. 
uh, Eastern time, which is good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's a thing. They're initially going to, I think it's going to kind of tie in with some CES stuff. But essentially here, it's kind of nebulous what it's going to be. They mentioned that some exciting news towards the world of gaming. Uh, but apparently the topics of focus are going to be like design, simulation, gaming, and autonomous vehicles. So there's going to be a lot of stuff. I think they're mostly going to be talking about their technology and pushing it forward. Not going to see a lot of game stuff. But yeah, a lot of people are thinking we're going to get some new uh, you know, RTX 30 series graphic cards. Maybe stuff that, I don't know maybe stuff that could limit mining or the, you know they did that with the 20 series where they tried to come up with ones that were more accessible because they blocked certain things i don't know if 100 percent that's going to happen i think there's also going to be some new stuff about dlss they're going to talk about and uh, some new technologies so we'll probably see more of those weird crazy renderings that you see where you're like that looks real what the hell uh but that doesn't actually really you know <laughs> affect anything in gaming for a very long time but yeah you know it's cool definitely something to keep an eye out for i think there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff that's going to come out of this uh month here and like the ces stuff we're going to see yeah i don't i'll be honest i don't know a whole lot about this technology i just i know that a certain graphics card is good and that's what i put in my pc if i can yeah. or the most expensive one i can afford and sure and that's that's how it goes but i do hope that what can come out of this is some sort of way to like you were saying limit the mining or make or like make a special efficient graphics card for that sort of thing so that right. people that people who are doing that go for that instead of the ones that are specifically for gaming i don't know how like i like again i don't really know how it works yeah. but if something can be done to alleviate that issue that's become a major issue that would be fantastic yeah, because I mean, the chip shortage already is such a major thing. And I think that's the bulk of why we're having so so much trouble with graphics cards beyond just high prices and scalpers. We're also seeing like no supply too, which makes it even worse. But I think that, you know, on top of it, the crypto mining stuff is still definitely there. And the more powerful the cards get, the more, you know, of an issue that becomes. So, yeah, that's just something to keep an eye on. Hopefully we'll get some interesting stuff on that. I know they did try to do that last year like i said and then people were able to just kind of get around that functionality it was just something you could like basically turn off in the car yeah i figured they would figure and that out yeah so <laughs> i don't know so i'm not 100 sure how or what they can do here but it'll be cool to see some new technology i certainly won't be buying anything like this for a long time i already just recently you know bit the bullet and got like a 1660 ti <laughs> like graphics card i'm giving up on rtx right now i'm just gonna do some basic stuff and i'll maybe maybe in a few years uh, when I when I have the money to beat the scalpers, I'll, I'll finally get on the the train with that. <laughs> All right, now uh, oh, also oh, I almost moved on to the final segment, but it's important to remember the entire Tomb Raider reboot trilogy is free to claim on the Epic Game Store through January sixth. That is so cool. I uh, I have not claimed it yet. I tried to do it yesterday, and it just crashed every time I did it. Yeah, but yeah, and I saw a lot of people saying that, but I think maybe maybe after this I'll try again. Maybe it's more stable. Yeah, it should work now. I got it sometime yesterday afternoon and it was it was working fine. But I've played all three of these games. I like all three of them. They're great games. Um, the story gets a little bit weaker as the series goes on, but it's still not bad. And the games are just super fun. They're really well done. They're really good reboots. If you're if you've never like experienced Tomb Raider before, it's a perfect way to jump into it. Great games. Highly, highly recommend. Cool. Yeah, I've I definitely played a bit of the first one. It's Rise of the Tomb Raider, right? It's the first one, I think. Um, uh, I thought it was it just Tomb Raider. I think it's just Tomb Raider. I think it's Tomb Raider. Or, 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 
you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it actually. is Rise. Anyway, you know what? I, I thought it was Rise Shadow Tomb Raider, but maybe that's crazy. Anyway, I played the first one that came out and I really, really liked it. And I didn't play all of it. I played about half of it and I kind of fell off the boat. But, you know, because I, I just fall off sometimes in those those kind of games like that. Like I've never finished an Uncharted or anything either. But <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it was it's pretty cool. Definitely an awesome pickup. There's been a lot of cool stuff on the Epic Games store, free games, uh, you know, 15 days of free games. So this was kind of a nice thing to cap everything off. Matt, did you, do you have the correct order for us? I do. It goes Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Excellent. Cool. Great games. Good to know. I still see people uh, still see a lot of like uh, people online using Shadow of the Tomb Raider to like uh, show off graphics and like test benchmark graphics on computers and and gaming computers and stuff to see like how good the FPS are because it's pretty like you know demanding. So yeah, it looks good. It's they're they're all good looking games. Absolutely. All right, Matt, we're going to do something a little bit different today to end out the show because, you know, we don't have a lot of news today to talk about, although we did manage to fill about uh, 15 minutes so far, which is pretty good. (laughs) But yeah, let's talk about just for a few minutes, some of the games we're most looking forward to in 2022. Uh, Maybe we'll do, uh, I don't know, how do we want to do this? Maybe we'll do all, we can just do all yours and I'll do all mine. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So obviously it sort of goes without saying, but God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West you know, as the the Sony pony of the Good Night groups, I have to champion those ones. But I'm also looking forward to Hogwarts Legacy. I, you know, it could end up being complete shit. I have no idea. I'm going into this one with like really no expectations, but I'm excited by the existence of it more so than anything else. Yes. Saints Row, again, I'm going to go in with really low expectations. I'm just I'm just happy that it exists. And if it's if it's good, then awesome. If it's not, then Oh, well, I, it doesn't really matter that much to me. Same sort of thing with Forspoken, although I am a little <laughs> bit more hype with Forspoken because it, yeah. it seems like it's promising some really cool gameplay. And obviously, graphically, it looks amazing. Gorgeous. Yeah. And then Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. If it does end up coming out in 2022, I think Ubisoft is really going to push some graphics with this. And so I'm really hyped to try this out. I, I mean... I'm not the biggest fan of the Avatar movies. I don't think there's a person in the world that's like a, the biggest fan of the Avatar movie. Well, <laughs> the one that exists there, so there far. There are some people. But the idea of being in that world on the planet of Pandora and interacting with the the creatures there and, and playing through a potential storyline that Ubisoft creates within that world sounds interesting to me. And I just think graphically it's going to look amazing. But then number one, the thing I'm most looking forward to is Starfield. And I don't even know if I'm going to like Starfield. I think it could end up being a janky piece of shit on launch. Who knows? It's Bethesda. Anything (laughs) could happen. But I do think now that they're with Microsoft, there's going to be a little bit more quality control there. There's huge budget behind this game. I think they're going to get it right. And I'm just looking forward to like the next big, massive open RPG to go play that. That's really the main thing that I'm excited about. It's just this crazy giant world of an RPG to explore. That's a good point, Matt. You know, I feel like there haven't been a lot of games like that 
uh, in the last couple of years, like I feel like we've kind of taken a break from making big, massive open world AAA, you know, things. Uh, like I think probably the last one was like Cyberpunk, and then that kind of yeah. shit the bed so hard. And so I feel like you know we, we're kind of waiting now. We're getting a lot of remakes and stuff, and maybe Bethesda hasn't done anything like that properly in a very long time. So yeah, it, it'll be really cool to see something like that. I, I'll say right now, yeah, I have Starfield on my list as well. It's probably the thing I'm most hyped to like actually pick up and play like immediately when it comes out. I I, I actually might buy that on launch, which I never do. Well, actually, no, I won't because I have Game Pass, but I'll play it on launch <laughs> and it will be super fun. And I am excited for Starfield. I, I, I'm i sure I'll put in at least 10 hours or so before I decide if it's like too janky for me or yeah. too big and I get distracted or something. But I'm definitely looking forward to trying this out and seeing what Bethesda can do with, you know, the new updated engine and, and you know, just kind of moving forward here into a new IP, which is cool, too, because I, I think as we talked about before, I think space optimism and that whole kind of vibe and NASA punk is really, really cool. Uh, and it's and it's one of the th- one of the few things that made me a uh, a Mass Effect Andromeda fan, actually, even though the game ultimately wasn't great. Uh, I love that whole kind of fantasy of it, so I'm really excited for Starfield. Uh, yeah, moving on for Spoken, we have you know we have some similar stuff here for Spoken. I totally agree. I'm almost kind of dangerously hyped for this. I haven't like watched a ton of stuff for it, but every time I see something for it, I get really excited, uh, and I and I just feel like this could really be like the AAA kind of game that I'm that I might actually pick up day one and just like eat into Whoa. the fantasy the fantasy of it and the characters and the voice acting and and just the movement and everything just really looks like it really f- looks next gen to me like it really feels like next gen both in technology but also in like the storytelling cinematic experience of the whole thing but it still feels like a game it seems like like not taking itself too too seriously i don't know i, I i'm I'm overhyped. <laughs> I think for me about with Forspoken is I like the systems and ideas in JRPGs, but I don't always like the theming. And I think that's what we'll get with yep. Forspoken is we're going to get a JRPG with a wrapping of a like a normal Western type game yeah. that, that we are used to. Yeah, it's what I what I wanted about Scalebound too when when they were doing that for Xbox and that was a big thing if you recall that that big dragon game uh, and that had like big numbers and JRPG kind of mechanics but it was more like a Western themed thing and I just thought that was cool uh, and of course that was a fucking development hell nightmare so that's never yeah. happening but this could be you know something that kind of does what you're saying yeah exactly Saints Row I'm really hyped for uh, you know listen I never re- I didn't like you know I probably put a good. 20 30 hours i played the main story of gta 5 and i i goofed around in it a little bit but i don't know i just feel like i keep wanting to play a gta game but i don't really want to play five at this point i just feel like it's i know it sounds silly because everyone's playing it but it feels kind of old and i just want to play something made in 2021 that's a little more updated and a little more modern and a little more with it also something that have everyone hasn't done to death so everyone else is kind of excited about it too so i'm really excited for saints row because i think this could be the chance to do that and also i just always really like the saints row you know ip not necessarily like all the characters and the the saints and everything i wasn't like super into the story but i just like the kind of tongue-in-cheek style they took to it and uh yeah i'm excited for that uh, I also put, uh, here's a few things where I differ here. Marvel's Midnight Suns. I'm pretty excited for this. I have not really played a lot of Fire Axis games, but I will say I do like some card-based Slay the Spire kind of stuff a little bit. That's that's pretty cool. I also love the designs of these characters. It's cool to do a Marvel game where you're taking, it's almost like a, you know, a one-shot comics, you know, run where you have a bunch of different crazy versions of the characters stuck in a different world, and it's characters you wouldn't normally always put together. Uh, and, I, and I just think that's really cool. And it will be a really unique, interesting story as opposed to kind of doing the same 
generic Marvel stories over and over again. So, and that's not to say I'm not a fan of, you know, Marvel stories, but I think doing like Avengers over and over again, uh, you know, this, this will be better. So, <laughs> and maybe kind of scratch that itch I've had from not being able to enjoy Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. Sorry. Do you have anything to say on that, Matt? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm excited for you and Mike yeah. on that one. Cause I know you guys are both looking forward to that one and I'm not a big Marvel guy. I'm not a big, yeah. like, Wolverine's hard to a strategy guy in this in like single player sense. Uh, yep. But Wolver- hey, Wolverine's in it, so uh, you know maybe I'll have to give it a go. <laughs> uh, if this were a 2023 list, well, actually, Wolverine's probably going to come out way after that. Uh, all right, and other stuff I have here: Nightingale. I'm pretty excited for the stuff we saw at the Game Awards and before that were, was pretty cool. Uh, I don't think it's going to be like a standout amazing game, probably, but the Victorian setting and the and the way that it looks and the kind of like weird steampunky kind of thing is really cool. And I'd like this. I wasn't expecting so much like settlement building stuff involved in that. And I just think those games are always a lot of fun. I mean, Matt, we've had so much fun in the past playing like Conan Exiles and the Forest and all these kind of survival building games. And I just think it seems like it would be a lot of fun to give this a go and might be a fun new entry in the genre so i'm excited for that and finally i don't know if it's going to come out next year but some people think it might be so sonic frontiers is definitely on my list of things i'm excited for next year i don't even think it'll i don't even know if it will be good i'm not coming into this saying i think it will be good but if it is good it has the potential to be the most good because it's like a big open world. Like they're taking a kind of a big risk making a, what could be a terrible idea for a Sonic game, which is like an open world Sonic game, it, it, you know? So anyway, I, I think that this could, it's it, the very least going to be very interesting because I think most 3d Sonic games have more or less been the same basic level design and setup. I mean, obviously you can do different things like the werewolf shit and Sonic Unleashed and you could do weird stuff where you change the shape and you do like, they're like Sonic generations where you change from 2D to 3D. There's things you can do, but ultimately they've kind of been the same. And I think open world Sonic with like less level uh, to it and more just like, you know, open spaces is super weird. And I'm just excited to see what the hell they do with it. Is Sonic cool for kids these days? Because like I've never heard my nephews talk about Sonic. Have you heard your yeah. your nephew talk about? My it? nephew talks about Sonic uh, a lot. To be fair, he's super into like as a lot of kids are, even though it's way too inappropriate. He's really into like Friday Night Funkin' and all that stuff. What? I don't know if you've what is like, this? Yeah, so I didn't know what it was either. It's like a rhythm game uh, developed by like a small the person, like a one person development team or like a small team. And it's a rhythm game and it came out, it was kind of like an early access thing. And all these people make mods for it. It's mostly like kind of edgy teens who play it. I don't want to get any like hate on. If I'm wrong, send me email. But I think it's like mostly a lot of edgy teens. And then they make like Sonic, they make mods for it. So there's like Sonic.exe mod. There's like a cartoon cat who's really creepy. And then people make like songs for it. And it goes like beep, 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 boop, bop, bop. And uh, like he's constantly singing those songs. <laughs> um And so, yeah, so that's a thing. It's really terrifying. So he really likes Sonic.exe. Uh, and always talks about how like tails his head is on a spike. Oh, that's or right. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So uh, <laughs> that's so a Friday Night Funkin' thing, then. No, that's way oh. way older than that. It's probably like over a decade old. But Friday, Night Funkin', oh. you know, any sort of creepy internet stuff or game lore, any sort of way you can turn like scary version of Zelda or whatever, you put that on there. Just anything scary and copyright infringement, you put on a Friday Night Funkin' mod. So, oh good. <laughs> um, but Sonic is still definitely a thing. I mean, even before, even besides this, he definitely talks about Sonic. I, I think um, it's possible 
he would play. Uh, he owns a Sonic game, I think, too, that he got for a gift. So I think it's very possible he would play a new open world Sonic game. So it, I think kids kids are into it. Sonic's a cool character. That's that's I mean, in some way or another, that's why. And Josh said it on a, a, another replay that we did, where I, the one replay Josh and I did together, where he said uh, that one of the only things he knows about Sonic are two things: most of the games are terrible, and Sonic must be a cool character because otherwise there's no way he could have survived this long. And I think that's kind of true. I think there's something fun about him that is somehow making this franchise survive. All right. Matt, Matt sits in the silence. Just give me a look like no fucking way. All right. Well, you know what? That is going to be it for 2021 on the GG replay. Matt, have you had a fun year so far? A fun, I don't know, seven, eight months here? I've had a great seven, eight months with the, uh, the good night <laughs> groups. It's been an awesome start to this whole thing. And I, like I said before, I'm just really excited about what we're going to do in 2022. I know we have a bunch of new ideas and a bunch of new shows for YouTube, different podcasts, a bunch of different stuff that we want to do. And mm-hmm. you know, I think we're going to make this thing really big. Yeah, I agree. I'm really, really excited. We won't uh, we won't linger on it, but we're really, really excited to do more stuff next year. And you're just, we're just going to keep trucking along. And of course, the replay will always be here to talk about the latest in gaming news. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh well, just a reminder. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder to everyone out there that we do have a website, goodnightgroofs.com, where you can check out everything that we have on offer, including our YouTube channel with Southern Fried Groofs and this podcast and Game Groofs, our all-encompassing gaming podcast. And if you are a super fan of everything that we do, we do have a Patreon as well, patreon.com slash goodnightgroofs, where we have three support tiers. The $3 plus tier will get you early access to the all-encompassing gaming podcast, Game Groofs, every week, which is awesome. Hosted by Matt. It's a good time you want to be listening to it we already have a few patrons this year which we're really really proud of and we are hoping to continue to expand the community next year maybe get a discord going maybe get more stuff going on we'll have to see but uh, we're really really excited about building a community also if you're listening to this on a podcast app which i don't know how else you would even be listening to this you found the mp3 file somewhere on a on file sh- file share i don't know what you're doing but well you know on spotify you can give us a five-star review now so that's exciting but also on apple podcast you can give us a five-star rating and we really really appreciate that because that helps us a ton in the algorithm if you're an android andy that's okay just go ahead and uh, download apple podcast just for us give us a five-star review uh, and leave us if you leave a little review and say you downloaded it just for uh just to give us a five-star review i don't know we'll we'll shout you out and we'll uh, we'll thank you profusely on the show because it means a lot to us any and all support is greatly appreciated because we we want to build this. We want to build this with all of you. Matt, do you have anything else to say before we head out of here for the last time on 2021? No, I'm going to just go ring in the new year. Happy uh, Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> happy New Year. And good night, Groups. <laughs>